sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. North Melbourne is the team that plays to win for you and me. Welcome to Stern Look, which is brought to you by Boomer's 400th AFL game. I'm your host, K4. Joining me tonight again is Nate Seven, who's joining us from Teffy's Monastery in the Italian Alps in an effort to get his soul cleansed, because by God he needs it. Also tonight we have Rob Zombie, who's still recovering from his visit to the Frankston branch at Tender Touch. Gentlemen, welcome. G'day, mate. How are you going? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Um, K4, nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on for the first time. Um, for tonight's podcast, we're following a similar schedule as last time. Um, so, but also with poster of the week nominations, Nate's wrap up on what's happening on Big Footy in the VFL, followed by a review and preview of this week's game against the Browns. Um, sadly, we couldn't get anyone from the Brisbane board. Um, they were pretty sparse on there, um, poster wise, so. We have to carry on without a guest this week again. Uh, what are your posts of the week, Rob? Well, I had three. We can probably count down three, two, one on the uh, the best post of the week. And since you only asked me on today, coincidentally, all three posts came from today. Oh no, they didn't. The first one was Mastermind summary of Boomer's milestone game. Milestone games. If you go and have a look in the uh, where's the thread. The, the toast thread for Boomer's 400 games on the first couple of pages. Mastermind's done one of his classic posts, uh, wrapping up a whole bunch of stats, facts and figures. Uh, fabulous at-a-glance view of how Boomer's gone over the journey. A uh, bit of an, a window into how, how the North teams have been in the, over those years. Uh, my second post, the two votes, go to Grog. Um talking about Webb's Boomer's place in the history of the game. And, of course, everybody comes up with, you know, their favourite players from the last 20 years, forgetting all about the likes of Foote and Spencer and Dugdale and Aylett and, and uh, who's that other bloke, Dwyer. So, so Grog yeah. went and found a, an excellent article about the, the career of Jock Spencer and how good he was and how good he could have been. You'll find that in the history thread. I suggest you have a look if you haven't found it. But obviously, the clear winner of the post of the week this week was Bone of Shin for being the first to mention that Kieran Harper has been named in the emergencies. Ooh, gooey, 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 gooey. Oh, that's, that's awesome to see him back in the team. We'll go into the emergencies a bit later so everyone can just admire how good Harper will be. Um, everyone can just juice up just a little bit later. We'll, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit later, we'll... Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll Can't move on wait. to the funny stuff for the week. Uh, I'll, I'll probably lead this off, seeing Nate's overseas at the moment, in, um, getting his soul cleansed. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to, <laughs> like Teffy, um, I wanted to ask you about the Bulldogs, Nate, oh, your favourite yeah? team. 
Other bulldogs yeah, everyone knows how much I love them. Yeah, are they overrated? I'm sorry for talking over the top of you. I just want to get in and give you an absolute fucking yes. They are absolutely overrated. Um, I mean, for me, it's a bit like St Kilda at the start of the season. West Coast to an extent, Collingwood for a bit, you know, playing a bunch of nobodies, beating up on shit teams. I think the Bulldogs from memory have only beaten Sydney of note. Anyway, of all the teams of note. Um, otherwise, they are the biggest pretenders and the biggest overachievers on the planet thus far. What else have you got for me? How concerning is Tom Boyd's form? <laughs> are you fucking kidding? <laughs> did, did, did that actually come from a Bay 13 poster or someone from the, or, or one of... Oh, normally it's used, how concerning is Geelong's youth, but I've changed it a bit. <laughs> oh, this is, this reads like something that's come from Hoofus or one of the, the Bay 13-esque, all of their two buddy members over there. How concerning is his um, <clears throat> form or lack of... I'll tell you what, the first thing they'd want to worry about is themselves. Um, just seriously, pull your collective heads in because you're going nowhere. You're not going to be in the eight, or at least I'm crossing my fingers, I don't think you will be. And uh, that is the last thing you'd be worrying about. Just, just worry about yourself and beating a team that's actually semi-decent before you start worrying about your own bloody play, shit players form. Next. Next, how relevant are the dogs in modern-day Australian society? <laughs> oh, mate, what is going on? <laughs> Seriously, I reckon I must be sickened back on the medication again. Um, how relevant they are modern-day society. I don't want to get into all political and all warlike, but um, okay. I will compare them with rugby league crowds where 5,000 or 3,500 for a home team is considered excellent. Uh, in that they're slightly more relevant than a rugby league game, but in terms of AFL, they are absolutely piss poor, and they are below GWS and the Gold Coast. So, <laughs> stuff them. That's a bit harsh. No, it's not harsh, it's the truth. It's the fact that they just can't hack the truth. Seriously. You can't handle the truth. Put a number on it, Nate. You know they, they announced record membership this year of almost 35,000? Yeah, yeah, you made me aware of that before, but the thing is, like, okay, they've had. Tell me, there's not a bit of good good luck in that. They got rid of some good players. Yeah, sure, a couple of them didn't want to be there. Captain bails out of the team that was at the time probably going to be bottom two, and they're probably now just going to be bottom four. No, sorry, bottom six. I'll be a bit generous. Uh, but then again, remember they've also stolen the Western Victoria. Third, they've they've stolen North Ballarat, and I mean after we had Brad Scott in for surgery, Nathan Buckley from Collingwood went in, and then the, the running joke was, oh, what are the Bulldogs going to? Are they going to copy us and send out their coach in for, I don't know, a knee reconstruction or a, a I don't know, a craniotomy or something ridiculous or just a he's got this needs a brain for fuck's sake. Um, please tell me that's all you want to ask me about on the Bulldogs before I start ranting and raving. Oh, some kind. We'll, I'll save you up for a Did rich man rant for next week. Oh, that, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Oh, who doesn't like bagging the old ninth man? Um, I'll move on to a few of the threads of the week. There's been a few. Um, I'll go away from the North Board because it's pretty much boom of love, so I'll go to Bay 13 now. There's a new Fred of the Year contestant there. <laughs> Now, it has to do with Ashley Madison dating site. Um, it's basically a site where you go online to 
you know, hide your identity and, you know, cheat on your partner, et cetera, et cetera. It got hacked during the week by a particular group, whether it was one person or not, I'm not sure. So people took the initiative to create a thread um, describing AFL personalities on Ashley Madison using Photoshop. I, I did a few myself, and it's gotten... The entire thread's gotten hundreds of likes. It's it's absolutely funny. It's stickied on Bay 13, so have a look, everyone. It's very funny. My contributions were uh, Magic Door and KB as Gollum. <laughs> I, I, would have, I would have said fucking Paul Little, but all right, we'll run with that. <laughs> well, I, I wrote. I was, I was a bit subtle about it. I wrote for his username KB9 because Richmond always finished ninth. I put a post, I put a picture of, um, Gollum. I put his, um, nickname as, so his, um, his gender as Smeagol. (laughs) And I put his, um, cheating fantasy as, um, wanting the precious and always chasing shiny things that we can't have. So Richmond. (laughs) Can never have another premiership. Um, as for the main board, it's mainly Boomer tribute thread. There's been a bit of trolling in that. Wild Bill's contributed to that. Love you, Wild Bill. Um, keep the good work going. Uh, and that rounds up what's been happening on Big Footy. Um, we're moving on to the VFL, Nate. Yeah, mate. Um, so, as you know, um, I still stand by my Werribee for the finals, and I'm in deep shit at the moment. I'm in dire straits at the moment, actually, with what I promised from week one of this podcast. That we're be making the finals in my big footy membership. Uh, uh, okay, so look, they're sitting about eighth. <clears throat> North Ballarat, another honourable loss, and um, look, uh, from both teams. Oh yeah, isn't that so what they're saying for Collingwood at the moment? The fucking <laughs> the so, so brave, so brave, the so brave loss, and they've had about come on, four or five losses. But we're not talking about them, so fuck them. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's my second swear word of the night. Uh, North Ballarat, look, Tippett's been good. I was actually surprised at them. I think, Kay, you were saying that Tippett had 20-odd possessions, and I was a bit surprised at that. I sort of thought sort of 18, 20 was about what he had, but yeah, I'm told he had, I think, 20-odd. Uh, Nahas was all right. Dumont was good. The rest, yeah, no, not much in it. Werribee, you'd be hard placed to put a North Melbourne player in the best. But if you're going to look at those, purely the North Melbourne players, I think you'd probably go... Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. Um, Kenzie, no? Yeah, down at North Ballarat, I actually forgot about him. He did all right. I'm surprised that he didn't get a mention in the... I'm pretty sure he wasn't in the top five. One One or two of you will have to correct me there. But he was playing really well, and he's had a few good weeks. And if you remember... Uh, prior to the Geelong game, he and I was starting to G up and he had 10 or 12 positions in the first quarter. Whoever, I think they were playing, what, Box Hill that day or whoever it was that day. And I was starting to G up and then he had quite a few in the second half and then he, he dropped away. Um, but then before we get into sort of the, the preview review later in this podcast, I was actually saying that I was surprised that he wasn't even named on the emergencies of a bench and yet Harper was. Had some questions from me about why is he in and not uh, McKenzie. Well, it's not really, they're not the same position. I think there's a few other issues and a few things obviously we if, don't know. If he was to come in, who would he, his spot would he take? Would it be a Gibson? Mm, 
Yeah, potentially, but I think there's a couple of people he could take. It'll just be a rejigging of the lineup. So, I mean, people might see a right off um, a half-back flanker out of a back pocket, but then, or a McDonald out of the same sort of thing on the opposing um, uh, half-back flank. But it'd be, it would be a minor rejigging through sort of through there and also through the midfield at some point. And I know a lot of people be like, oh, but McKenzie in the midfield, but well, I suppose when he's coming up to speed, probably need him off half-back flank at a guess, or even off a wing. Um, well, but if other than McMillan's that... has been off a wing and out, is he the sort of McMillan replacement? Is he a candidate as a McMillan replacement for a couple of weeks? Could be, but then again, that's going to come down to... Uh, you'd look at um, strategic... Um, <coughs> Just, you know, who you're up against. So you look at sort of Brisbane and you say, OK, well, they've got a bit of a mosquito fleet. Depends on who they see as his opposition being. It could be com- completely different, say, in a few weeks against St Kilda or against Fremantle if he was to come in against them. So it's it's not going to be as easy as you think. It's not going to be saying, oh, well, he needs the speed tool coming off half, half-back flank or put him in the middle because we need this or that or we need this or here are his skills. Number one, they need to complement each other, not interrupt each other. And that's the big argument for having uh, Zeeble, Swallow, Cunnington, a few others basically in each other's space, uh, spread it around. So it may be a case of really tinkering around with uh, a few of those positions there and just putting some people in their second or third favoured position, not so much their first. And that's that's the hard thing when it comes down to really nailing your, your best eighteen, or, or even for the for the week. So, to answer your question, who? No, it just depends on the week. And for this week, I wouldn't have a friggin' clue. Uh, Mackenzie, so yeah, going back to the VFL, Mackenzie did right, tip it all right. Um, nah, uh, yeah, better than LT. Um, not sure why Lindsay's in there, but I, there might be a reason for that. Harps, yeah, you did pretty well. Even Wood did okay, even though he wasn't getting the raps that uh, I know Philly Roos probably sitting there and bloody curse me at the moment, you know, because I'm not. He's got a voodoo doll of him and he's just poking, poking him. You know it, that, that's happening. Yeah, he's going to have one for me in a second because I'm not saying that he's our. Okay, yeah, I, I am guilty of sort of indirectly suggesting that Wood is our is um. Here's our version of uh, Brendan Goddard or Floggard or the Seagull. Yeah, I mentioned that last week, and he has been of late, but um, he was actually pretty good last week, even though he wasn't mentioned in the best, which I was... You can't really take the best from... Is it Ben Dye, whoever's doing the reports for North Ballarat? Ben Dye, yeah. Yeah, you can't... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be believing everything that you read. Let's just put it that way. Um, in terms of that, <clears throat> there's not much going on. North Ballarat will play Frankston at home at North Ballarat on Saturday, and Werribee will play Box Hill, top of the ladder, on Sunday at Avalon. So we were just talking in the pre-show about the emergencies. The only one from North Ballarat is Nahas and Harps. Well, obviously Hanson not going to play there. So that might be a bit of a lead-in, but it's whether or not you want to go there. So... If, in a lead-in, I just think that all three will probably travel: Harps, Hanson, and Nahas. I just I can't see any of them being a chance to play in the vehicle. Well, the amount of small forwards we've got in the team, um, I think yeah, Nahas will definitely travel. Like if any one of them goes down, so even if they just got the flu, picked up the flu or something like that, we've got that many small forwards in at the moment. 
think Nahas yeah. is a good chance yeah. coming in. I think coming off recent form, and yeah, he's probably he's been potted from pillar to post lately, but he hasn't been completely future. He hasn't, but then again, he hasn't been setting the world on fire. He's had some good games. He's had some pretty ordinary or pretty average games. It's a bit harsh to uh, sort of pin the tail and put it on him there when he wasn't the only one to have some, you know, a bit of an ordinary stretch there. I, I mean, we can all sort of name a few players, and I don't need to name who they are at the moment. We all know exactly who they are. And it's almost like it's sort of scapegoat sort of stuff. But, uh, again, this is probably something that's coming from internal that we are not seeing on the on the outside. So... Um, to use a Brad Scott-ism, we'll, we'll back the players in. And um, I, I can't believe I'm using a friggin' Brad Scott. Sack Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to emphasise that. <laughs> no worries. Um, we'll move on to the review of the game. Uh, Goldie was absolutely superb. That's the best game I've seen from Ruckman last two years. I've seen Nat Nui, I've seen Sandy Lands. I've seen Cox at his best. This is one of the best games I've seen Goldie play. Oh, God, haven't we all seen Cox at his best? <laughs> <laughs> Zondor just made his appearance, I think. We've got to do a segment on that one day. Um, yeah, so how did you see the match, Rob? Uh, pretty much like everyone else. Uninspiring, but the, the second half at least showed that, that they had it in them to turn around a bad first half, which is something we've worried about for years. You know, they're not on, they're not on, but they, they hung in there and turned it around with a decent second quarter. I like Jacob's game. Goldie's obviously infinity dicks. Uh, my third vote went to Ben Brown. Good to see him carry a forward line in the absence of Drewy. Um... The usual suspects were good. Zeeves, obviously, in the last quarter, the icing. Um, it was fair. fair. It's good to be at, good to catch up with a few blokes. You know who you are. <laughs> um, you who votes the match, mate? Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't think Rob's going to name those guys. but uh, <clears throat> Goldie, absolute by, oh, no, not a country mile. Yes, by a country mile. Jay-Z, yeah. I'm actually, I actually had to ask um, Kay for who my bloody votes were. I'm just that out of it tonight. Um, Big Ben Brown had a good game. I think I had my honourable, honourable mentions to Higgins and Wright. I'm just trying to think Jacobs. who else I had. Yeah, Jacobs. Yeah, he had a lot of votes and good on him. And he absolutely deserved it. And another week that I'm sort of regretting not putting someone in. I think the previous week it was Bastinac or someone. I can't even remember. Yeah, no, it was Bastinac last week. He a bit more forward in that um, last week's match. He seemed to just... Him and Zeeble just seemed to go between deep forward like they used to just trade roles. Yeah, it was good to see some rotating and a bit of a... Almost a tag team. And I know Zondor likes a bit of a tag team. <laughs> He likes a tag team with the gimp mask with a... No, 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 don't go there, don't go there. Sondor and the gang. Uh, hi, Jade, if you're listening. Every week is... we mention him. What, Jade? Or... Oh, no. The, the gimp, yeah. No, bring out the gimp. He's sleeping. Uh, so sleeping. <laughs> you're just going to have to wake him up now, won't you? <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, no. Um, I really raised, it was sort of hard to even find 
the worst on ground. I know Triple M Radio in Melbourne do that in Victoria. I'm not sure what they do up there at K4 in New South Wales if you hear any of that sort of garbage, but usually it's Gary Lyon, these little wanks. Well, the rugby in New South Wales, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, Brisbane, uh, Western Bulldogs, 3,500 crowds, so, yeah, forget them. Um, <coughs> Big for them. I'm a bit... I was actually a bit funny because the the first quarter weren't doing too much and then sort of I think the first part of the second quarter it made me think are we going to lose to these you know potatoes. basically you know <laughs> these potatoes um, half of the VFL team and yeah they've gotten a lot of guys who are under 25 heaps of guys a couple of guys who are absolute, I absolutely rate or I have prior to them debuting for Essendon Jaden Laverty is one as you heard me saying last week yeah, he's, he's got a future he does, but his first game was ordinary against Melbourne, and then against this and uh, against North, I was actually starting to get worried. I thought, "Fuck, I'm starting to see some of his potential." Uh, Jaden Laverty, but um, I was, "What the hell happened? Why the hell were we losing to those potato farmers? Then why were we being dominated? Why? What the hell is it like the old North Melbourne that we just um. don't?" I think I don't think it's quite a confidence thing. I think it's a decision making thing that we've seen the struggle too much decision making wise. Like I, I watched even in the second half when we had a bit of a run on. Like you see Atley running past, say Zebul, and Zebul wouldn't hand it off to him. Like the ball movement was stagnant, and then they, you know, they shit themselves, and then they boot it down the line and it turns over. Like, but say when they start giving it to. The Atleys and the Wrights started intercepting a few more balls, and we actually started moving. Even Gibson, like Gibson, provided a good bit of run. Like he didn't get a crap load of it, but mm. he, he still he provided. Run. I think it's to do with ball movement is the key of North. If we're moving it quick, if Higgins Higgins had a down match for him, like he didn't have a bad match, he just didn't have a particularly good match. Um, it's to do with ball movement and decision making, and. Too often or not, we're just a bit too stagnant. We're a bit too worried about pulling the pin because they flood. Teams flood, and that's what Essendon did. They flooded, and they flooded well. Well, it's clearly their their plan was to drag us down to that level. Well, that's what it was. They just and it worked for a while. And then we started to go. Oh, let's give the ball to Atley. Let's give the ball to you know that. Let's chuck Zebel forward. Let's chuck Bastinac forward. Oh, look, that worked. Um, I bet you Quiver is sitting there going, oh, thank God, it's only taking you halfway through the podcast for you to mention Sean Atley, and then he's going, oh, yeah, Zeke. Yeah, well, that's because he bloody can't kick still. He can run, he can't kick. <sighs> yeah, well, who knows? Who knows what you do with him? I think this, this persists, or as Brad says, back him in. But he, I love oh. his confidence at the moment. Like I, I wrote it in one of my posts that um, in a Sean Atley fret, player watch thread that... Um, when he did that run down the wing with young Laverty chasing him, he, when he J Max slapped the ball to him, he was off on the 50 meter mark. He just kept running, and he he had Hepp, he ran past Heppel, and I think maybe Goddard. I can't be sure on that. He, did, he yes. looked looked Heppel up and down. He actually kind of he was running. He turned his head, looked him up and down, and goes, "I got you beat," and he just ran. <laughs> Heppel's like, "No, nah, I'm not chasing you." First of all, it's short stipple and it's floggard. Short stipple, <laughs> short stipple would have crapped his pants and run with at least, so he wasn't. How about that Jacob's tackle on him? It was. Could you not hear it from up there in New South Wales? With right, I could hear it over my laughter. Yes. 
other end from of the field to me. But um, yeah, I, I could hear it up my end. But then again, I had someone else in my ear who we're going to talk about later. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> Back on the game. Uh, um, yeah, it, it was good. It was good to see a lot of players with their confidence up and about, uh, regardless of the opposition. And it's probably the thing that they needed over the last few weeks. Um, just hope to hell. Then, mate. Yeah, well, let's go. Well, it's Beamer's 400th, as you probably know, and Sammy Wrights and Sean Atley's 100th match. Congratulations to them. Um, the ins for us are Petrie for Black, so that wasn't unexpected at all. Um, Thomas for Mullet. Um, and McDonald for McMill, and Thomas is an interesting one. Um, emergencies are, drum roll please, uh, Harper, Nahas and Hanson in that order. For the Lions, Dawson comes in for Harwood, so I think Dawson's a defender, but you, people probably correct me on that. Uh, for the matchups, we have Goldie, Infinity Dicks versus Lewenberger and Martin in the ruck. Um, for the rest of the midfield, Jacobs will Probably go to Beams. If Beams goes off injured or is a late withdrawal, he'll probably go to Zorko. Bastak to Taylor. Um, Zebel to Zorko go head-to-head. And Cunners, Gibson and Swallow will probably go Rockcliffe, Hanley and Aish. Christensen and Harvey will probably go head-to-head, um, as well as times with Red and Rich going head-to-head with Atley and Del Santo. For our defence, Tarrant will probably get Staker, who's a bit undersized, so Tarrant can hopefully get a bit of a confidence boost. Thompson will go with McStay. Ferrido will get the resting Ruckman. Probably Martin and Lewenberger. Lewenberger's been having a good purple patch up there of late. Wright will probably get to go to Adcock, who's bringing up his 200th game, I believe, so congratulations to him. And it looks like Del Sano will probably go head-to-head with Redden, and McDonald will probably pick up the resting mid lines midfielder. So that'll probably be Robinson, who'll come off the bench. Old shit truck himself. Um, what are your thoughts on our forward line, mate? Um, it's going to be an interesting battle. Uh, usually it is when you've got old mate Merritt uh, on Petrie, and it's usually a case of one of them has a brain snap, and his name is not Drew Petrie. It's that bloody ranger. It's fucking Merritt. Uh, at least Madge, Madjack Dawes not playing because otherwise Merritt would probably knock him out like he did a couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure he stand corrected on that maybe. Uh, another one that's going to get me is Marco Paparone. Now of all the players that seem to tear us a new one, he and McStay seem to be it. Even in Melbourne, a couple of years ago when we belted the shit out of them by 70 or 80 points, uh, McStay and Paparone were those who were getting up ridiculous possessions in a game where they shouldn't have. Daniel Rich is another. Uh, Mays, Alan Christensen, who bloody gives a fuck, just like his brother down in the VFL, who cares. Uh, just to reiterate, yeah, Jed Adcock, it is his 200th, uh, and well done to him. Yeah, a lot of people wouldn't uh, expect him to get there, but I suspect he'll go a, a lot longer than the 200. Um, Paparone, Kay, do you reckon he'll play on... Big Ben Brown or Wayne? Um, well, Go my matchups, I've got, yeah, I've got the Runger picking up Petrie, I've got Clark picking yep. up Wade, and Paparonia to Big Benny Brown. And Mays will probably go to Higgins. Ooh, well, that's, that's going to be an interesting one because the other one's going to be Daniel Rich. And I'll so, tell you so what he's... The, the question I've got for you is how does our forward line work out with 
uh, LT, Turner, Higgins, and Fife, I mean, Garner. You're going to have to rotate oh, them for the come on, mate. It's, it's taking me 30 minutes of work in a fucking Fife joke into this, and it's Garner, Taylor Garner. Um, Taylor Garner off, what do you reckon, Kay, off oh, Rich, or I'm not even sure, actually, as a defensive forward, uh, probably taking a Daniel Rich or even a run-with role, but uh, then again, who bloody knows? Well, it depends um, if Handley goes back to half-back, if they switch Rich into the midfield, like, you know, and that's, we'll deal with it. That's the other thing is, Pierce Handley, and I've seen him play off full-back, half-back, I've seen him play both ends, and I've seen him play both ends very well, quite well, actually, uh, even for any team. Uh, he's another bit of uh, a funny player. You mentioned uh, also Lewenberger and Martin, um, probably some of the more informed players <clears throat> or tools around the, in the comp at the moment. They could certainly stretch Goldie. Uh, but will they do it? <laughs> no. Goldie's infinity dicks. Back him in. Um, LT, your question there, Rob. LT, Garner... Higgins, is that who you said? Yeah, LT Garner, Higgins, and um, Turner all running through there. So at least a couple of them have to push up a fair bit if they're going to be running through. Well, that's yeah, that's funny because that's also they will do that. But then again, will Brisbane then turn around and disallow Daniel Rich his normal running game and say, right, we're going to have a not a lockdown role, but sort of really a corralling sort of mode? down in the defensive 50. And that'll really detract from Daniel Rich's abilities, which would be great for us, because it just means one less bloody tag we've got to put on, um, because he's completely damaging. Uh, it, it'd be a case if they don't want to garner an LT and... Uh, one of, you reckon one of them will be the sub, then? It just seems to be um, one too many small forwards. Yeah, Kane Turner, just because he's the guilty party and has been before. I don't know. LT, no way. Higgins, fuck no. Maybe uh, Garner. Yeah. Because he can play midfield. Sort well, of. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why would you have... Did you just say Garner is a sub? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Um, oh, no, because Rob's going to kill you in a minute when he, when he hears that Nat Fife is the so sub. If you've got a Ferrari... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you ready to go ahead? Yep. You don't garage it for months at a time. You take the thing out for a spin. And you put it into fifth gear and then you absolutely floor the shit out of it? Yeah, cool. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm stumped. uh, (laughs) I'm done. No, don't bring that up again. Um, (laughs) I mean, you, you, you really do. You've got to see what this baby can do. So, do you allow him a bit of free reign? Oh, that's, yeah. that's a serious question, by the way, Stern. Look. <laughs> no, put him in the centre square. Opening bounce, centre square. Yeah. Uh, okay, so who do you remove um, from... Yeah, put him up <laughs> forward. Siebel. Is that, is that, that's the easy option. Well, Siebel Se- played, what, forward as a junior. He And he's tearing... He tears it up as a forward. And now and then ch- switch him and Cunners around so they're different type clearance players. Yeah, you could well, do that. Just the five jokes aside, I mean, I feel like Zebel's best value as a forward is sort of as shock troops rather than a permanent forward, yeah? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, like that 40% here, you know, 50% there, whatever. 
But do you also remember the start of not the start of the year, the first Essendon game? So yeah, we've only had two Fridays, and as have they. In the second half of the last quarter, I think it was Ben Cunnington was playing on Joe Watson, and Watson was one out in the forward fifty, and Cunners was all over him. So there's a case for the the reverse of Jack Siebel, so playing him up the other end. Uh, but in patches, not not as a sole, whatever, positional player, but it's in bits and pieces, just showing, you know, it's another string to his bow, saying, oh, okay, I can do this rather than hunt and gather the ball and do whatever. Mm. That's another option. But then again, you know, there's no um, Joe Watson. So, look, it just, who knows? I mean, a lot of the players, they have those abilities. It's whether or not um, they're used to their full potential. Gar- that word again. Yeah, oh, potential. Yeah, potential, okay. Mr. Potential. It's going to be the bane of my bloody existence. That fucking word. Yeah, Jared, wait. Uh, well, that's true. What about? I mean, okay. How do you rate Goldie v. Martin and Louis Lewenberger? It's going to be interesting. I was, I was I watched the first quarter of the Melbourne match against Brisbane. And early on, they were getting dominated by Gorn, who who's hit a purple patch. I'm not going to uh, downplay his form, mm. but they they really came back into it, and they started making Gorn run around the ground a fair amount, particularly Martin. Martin's a fitness freak. Like, he can run all day. And Lewenberger, like, I always thought he was an average four, but he's just hit a purple patch with that. Like, he's, take, he's taking a few contested marks. Not to the level of Goldie, of course, but... It's going to be interesting. Let's just say that if a wet, greasy match, two Ruckman, because it's always greasy up at the Gabba and there's a chance of a bit of rain about. So I think maybe Goldie might have the advantage in the wet because mm. two Ruckman like Torment are almost useless in the wet. You only need a couple of them. It'll be interesting anyway. Or if you say it's going to be wet, it'll be dewy at least. Oh, it always is. Now, if there's any chance of rain or wind or whatever else, would you say any of the key forwards out? Because I know I can hear some keyboards starting to smash, the, you know, at, at, you know, while I'm speaking at the moment. Surely there's a chance of weight being removed. And I don't know, let's just throw a spanner in the works, Harper in. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> keyboards have now been smashed. Um... <laughs> Harper in for weight, wouldn't that be fun? What a change that'd be. Um, you know, it's interesting position. how the rewarding BFL form with our small forwards. Like they're not kicking massive bags, but what I've been noticing is even with the LT inclusion, is they mentioned defensive pressure. Mm-hmm. I think they said Harper had like you know ten, eleven disposal, but like ten tackles. Yeah, that's right. And you look at his tackle, you look at his, and also his will, even his off the ball work. And I've praised that for a while. Has has been immense. Um, LT is probably not as much, but they're probably looking for a slightly different role with him. Uh, <coughs> Nahas to come back in. I mean, I'm on the record as saying that Nahas is better, but I don't know if it comes with an aura factor with with LT or if it's just a purely if it's just having a mesh of the side. Mm. Um, and that's up for the, the listeners to sort of form their own opinions on. 
But, yeah, for the most part, yeah, Harper's, Harper has been good. I mean, yeah, okay, it's been 8, 9, 10, 12 positions, but they've been, most of them been quality. They haven't been you know, garbage positions. Yeah, and that's what he's been always this. been like. He's always yeah. gotten that 10 to 15, but he's always kicked that, you know, two, one to two goals and set up three or four others. And provided a real spark to the team. Yeah, he's been yeah. playing good, good half forward games in the VFL, getting enough of it for a half forward and enough pressure for a half forward. But, but the best thing of all is how look, how good he looks doing it. I was down at training before the open training last week and just, just messing about, potting snapshots on both feet and moving well and just carrying himself a bit straighter and looking happier. So does he have confidence back in his ankles? I th- I'm, Getting the feeling he's starting to just get a little bit of confidence back in himself. Yeah, that's good. The one thing I've also noticed is... Um, so, you know, last year he just had this sort of slump look about him like he knew he was so far away from anything any good. He had no confidence in, in himself or his feet or his ankles or his knees. It just, just looks generally brighter. Yeah, that's, that's right. Now, I was going to say that the one thing I have noticed is he hasn't got the turning circle to Scott McMahon like he has. Scott um, McMahon. Like he, <laughs> Scott McMahon uh, of previous. When I used to say that Scott McMahon had a, Scott McMahon had a, <laughs> Big, Big Mac had a, a turning circle that was far smaller than Kieran did. And that was because of Kieran's, um, his brain, I suppose. It was his confidence in his ankles and then, you know, his, his knee sort of uh, a couple of months back and he has really got it together. Uh, that his turning circle is not that of Scott McMahon. It's far better. Uh, and his, his turning off 90 degree angles or similar has been a lot sharper. He's actually been there. He's got the confidence to do it, not just once, not just twice, but three and four times and keep going and doing it at pace, which has been good to see. And he's not second guessing himself. Another really good thing to see at the VFL level. And hopefully if he gets his chance, that'd be another thing, um, I hope he goes forward with. Mm-hmm. Well, you reckon he's one of those players that tends to play better with quality rather than, say, BFL standard? Yeah, I mean, that, that can be the case. When you get some guys who play down to a level, um, and there have been numerous guys on the, on the boards who said, oh, you know, back in the day when they were playing footy or when they were playing Z grade or whatever sport they were playing, and they would test to being doing the same thing. You play up to an ability or you play down to a level. Uh, and when you look at <coughs> Franks and some of the sides in the VFL, yeah, you'll play down to that level. But then against, say, a Box Hill or a Williamstown or a Western Bull, oh, sorry, a Footscray in the VFL, would play up a level. Um, I don't know if you can do that in the AFL. I haven't seen him, obviously, in the AFL for a number of years now. But uh, there are a couple of players that are probably guilty of that. And I was actually thinking that even Lindsay Thomas might be in that category in that he performs well with class around him and when he's down at the VFL it might be a case if he can't um, create the opportunities as much um, and he probably relies on it uh, with those players around him, whether it be a Petrie or a Higgins leading up or a, um, even a Luke McDonald, all sorts you know, coming through. And that just could be the case where some players just they perform better, and that's not to say that they're any better or any worse than the others. It's just it's, it's how some people in their mindset is. And it's also the fact that you know, like some some people might get a bit more space, or they might get the leads a bit honoured better. Say a Dalsanda kicking to you, say better than a North Butler Rap VFL player. 
Well, that, that's right. Like you're gonna, I think you're gonna be bought into the game a bit better when you've got Nick Dal Santo. Um, you're on the lead to a Nick Dal Santo kick than say, I don't know, like an Oren Stevenson <laughs> coming out of the middle. Yeah, I know. Probably his second ba- game back from North Ballarat. Um, so I'm sure Lindsay's probably um, uh, probably a little bit relieved, to put it nicely. Um, <laughs> I mean, then again, you know, Rippon and Shaq and all those guys, they're, they're great players down at North Ballarat, but I, I think it's probably a little bit better to have, uh, and I dare I say it, Sam Gibson kicking to him than He's some of the other 50's guys. He's been pretty good of late. Gibson? Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, had, he's had a couple of good kicks into 50 every week the last month. His general yeah. field kicking hasn't always been super, but he's... he's Why yeah. is his numbers down this year? Like, his disposal numbers are down, his uncontested marks are down, he's just... Like, he's still kicking the occasional goal, that's fine, he's still doing, getting a few possessions, but he's just his numbers are down across the board. Game style? Oh. Oh, yeah, they, look, if you look at the sort of the, the change in some of the setups and the matchups, that has to be a detractor there, number one. Number two, his role has differed a bit. Uh, without giving too much away, he, you, you can see a little bit, but that's another thing where without being within the, you know, the inner scrotum, as, as Tindletoes <laughs> likes to put it. Um, we His don't obsession with scrotums is very disturbing. Well, King Corey likes this, so it's all about fucking cocks and... Bloody peas in the pot, that one. <laughs> I still reckon they're the same person. Could you imagine? King Corey... <laughs> Split personality. <laughs> <laughs> like Zondor. Zondor just gets jealous. <laughs> it could be Zondor. Anyway, um, yeah, so that, that's the thing with Gibson. Um, hey, Rob, did you notice any uh, Liam Anthony-esque highlights from Sam Gibson last week against Essendon? Any chuck the ball on the boot and when you've got all the time of the day? Did you see any of that or not at all? Ball dropped like a six-year-old? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, Gibson or Travis Cloak? Picking my kid up from school the other day, and 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 the uh, the grade threes playing footy in the schoolyard obviously modelled their ball drop on Gibbo. <laughs> oh, you're. T- <laughs> I was thinking Zondor. Don't 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 mind me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zondor's not allowed within fifty feet of school. <laughs> no no <laughs> bench. Nor is Gibby as far as I know. <laughs> Great against me said something like that, but I'll probably just put him in the shit. G'day, GG, how you going? Um, he's going to shoot me for this. Lucky I'm like eight and a half thousand k's away. Uh, um, yeah, ball drop like a fucking grade three. I like this. Um, <laughs> here comes a new signature coming my way. Fuck me. Um, we better end on yeah. that note, boys. We're getting a bit off track there. We've... Yeah, we always <laughs> lose it at this time of night, or this time of uh, the podcast, yeah. Oh, thanks for joining us, Nate, all the way from Italia. And Rob, thanks for joining us for the first time. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thanks for listening, everybody. And congrats, congratulations, Boomer, on 400 outstanding games. <laughs>